it's time to expand online. Hi, I'm Jamie Sletsky, and this is the podcast where we break down the tech and strategies that successful hands-on entrepreneurs just like you use to translate their services into online products. There is no fluff. There is no overwhelm. There is no shame. Let's get to it. It's time for you to expand online. Welcome to the Expand Online Podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Slutsky, and this is episode number 162. This week, we are discussing pre-recorded content. Pre-recorded content is a mainstay in online courses and group programs and membership sites. Pre-recorded content is just what it sounds like, something that you sit down and record in advance of when your students are going to consume it and digest it. And pre-recorded content generally means audio or video content. This podcast, for example, this is pre-recorded content. I sit down in front of my computer and record an episode, edit it, produce it, upload it, and then I make it available on a certain day and time for you to then be able to listen to. It's the same thing with you. Pre-recorded content is an absolute necessity for successful online programs. And the biggest reason why this is a necessity is because concise content is more easily digestible. If we did everything live, we may ramble or get off track, but when we pre-record content, we are much, much better at sticking to the point and making sure that we are clearly demonstrating what needs to be demonstrated. So today on the podcast, I am going to help you learn how to physically create content in a way that works for you, that is not overwhelming, and that will produce the results with ease. Before we get all the way into that content creation, I would like to invite you to a call with me. Um, go to callwithjamie.com, book a time, and let's connect. It is so valuable to both of us to have these conversations. This podcast, for example, it came directly out of one of those conversations. And I want to bring relevant content to you every single week on the podcast. And the best way I know how is to have a conversation with you. So go to callwithjamie.com and pick a time that works for you. Now, when it comes to creating content, we have a top-down approach, we have an inside-out approach, we have all sorts of different approaches. When it comes to creating pre-recorded content, there are several different approaches, as to be expected. So I would say pick the one that feels the most comfortable for you and start there and see how it feels. Use that method for two, three, four weeks. And if that doesn't work for you or you get stuck somewhere, then it's time to switch things up and find another method. The first method is what I would call the completion method. And what this is, is that you start at the beginning of your program. You start with your introduction or you start with your lesson one and you record that and then you edit it, you produce it, you publish it, you upload it. And it's complete. You don't have to think about it again. You know it's done. 
That is a very systematic approach. And I like it because you're always getting something checked off the magic list. It is a great method if you are building your program on the fly and all you need is to have one or two modules ahead of where your students are complete. So you create the content sequentially so that you're just working one or two lessons or weeks ahead of where your students are at. It's a great way to get your product to market quickly. And I think that this is the most logical place to start. Most people, they have a really good idea of how their program is going to start. And so creating that first module or the first three modules is easier than trying to understand everything that needs to go into the program, regardless of whether you've taught this in a one-on-one capacity before if you've taught it in group before, or however else you might have presented this material in the past, creating the content chronologically is a great way to make sure that you always have content ready to release to your students. Now, that is a great method. That is not my favorite method. My favorite method is the batch method where you record, record, record. So you might record three, four, five modules and then you go back and you do your editing and then you go back and you do your production and then you go back and upload it. This method is a fabulous way to be in the moment. You only have to get yourself psyched up to be on camera for one long day instead of jumping in every single day for two weeks and being camera ready. And maybe that's one of the reasons why I like it so much because some days I just want to be in my workout clothes and wear my glasses and other days I am more than happy to put makeup on and look professional and have the lighting right. So batching content creation allows me to work in both of those modes. And if that's something that you're interested in, batching is a great way to go. And one thing with batching is you don't have to batch the entire program. You can batch segments, which basically means batching modules one through three, then four through six, and so on and so forth. So you don't actually have to batch everything. And so you're still able to create chronologically. You're just creating larger chunks of content at any given time. And the third methodology that I want to bring up is one where you have your entire program laid out and you record your content in a non-sequential order, whether you're doing it one at a time, similar to the first method where you're recording, editing, producing, uploading all sequentially, or you're doing it in the batch method where you are recording and recording and recording, then editing and editing and editing, then producing, 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 and finally uploading, uploading, uploading. The difference here is that we are not working chronologically. We are working in a place that makes sense for you as the creator where you have things that you know are going to roll off your tongue easier or that you have all the equipment or supplies or diagrams ready to go and you can just get that done. So it's again, being able to get something checked off your list. With this method, you are most likely creating content that either stands alone 
or you're creating a complete program before you have enrollment. Now, I don't want to just talk about that simple side of things. Let's talk about the physical act of creating content. We want to make sure that we are looking at the camera and that we are speaking clearly into a microphone and that we can make a connection through the screen. That's what makes your program better than somebody else's program that might be out there. When there is a true connection through the camera to someone else's screen, they will be engaged. And that's definitely not to say that every piece of content needs to be the talking head sitting in front of the camera, talking at the students or to the students. A lot of times, because of the type of program that you are creating, you're going to have some demonstration. You're going to be demonstrating an instrument. You're going to be demonstrating a technique. You're going to be demonstrating posture or something else. Your program is going to include a lot of demonstration, a lot of practice exercises and things like that. So it's not all just that talking head that you see with online business programs. There's so much more, which makes your program immediately more tangible and fun for your students to consume. Creating this pre-recorded dynamic content that is experiential and demonstrative as well as possibly the talking head, there are two ways of getting about creating that material. The first one is to create multiple tracks and bring them together through the editing process. And the second one is to use multiple cameras and to do everything in a single take. So let's get into that a little bit. And I wanted to kind of give you a pros and cons list for each method. So first, the multiple tracks or multiple takes that are then brought together in editing. What I like about this method is that you don't have to have everything perfect from the get-go. You can do your talking piece and you can do your demonstrating piece, or you can create the experiential piece. You can create all of those separately and then bring them together in a program like Camtasia, which is a video editing software. I strongly recommend Camtasia. I think it's a nice balance of functionality and cost. I have my affiliate link in the show notes for Camtasia. So please go check it out. See if you think that it's the right fit for you when you're creating your content. The other method, using multiple cameras and doing everything in one shot, you can still do post editing. And in this case, you're going to use a tool like OBS, Open Broadcast Software. I will link that up as well in the show notes. That is open source software, which means that you can download it and use it for free. There are paid add-ons that you may want or need, but the base software is free to use. And OBS allows you to set a scene. And so what you can do in this scene, you can have multiple things on in the scene like a camera facing your face so that we can have the talking head, like a camera facing the instrument or where your hand positions are. If you're on a guitar or on a harp or on a piano, there may be reference material like sheet music, or if you are teaching an art 
class, you will have a camera on your face, you will have a camera on your palette, you will have a camera on the canvas, and you may have a camera on whatever object it is that you are teaching the painting technique around. And that allows you to have all of those on the screen at the same time. With OBS, you have those in fixed positions, your scene is set, your students know where to look for each part of the assignment or the lesson on the screen. OBS is a great tool. However, my favorite way of creating dynamic videos is to record as many different tracks as possible. So if you have the means, I recommend recording all of those separate little things that sit inside of OBS separately so that you can then bring them together and highlight things in the editing stage rather than having them fixed in specific spots on the screen. So let me give you an example. In just a couple of months, I'm going to be hosting the Expand Online Summit and I have started creating content for it. It is pre-recorded videos and I have a video track that is myself speaking and I have a video track that is my speaker or my guest speaking. And this is obviously for the interview sessions. What I'm able to do in Camtasia is to load both of those tracks in and then position them on the screen so that my guest has a bigger portion of the screen when she needs it or he needs it. And I have the bigger portion of the screen when it makes sense for the highlight to be on me. And with Camtasia, I can also bring in static images or GIFs or other types of animated content that was recorded either at the same time or at different times. I don't want to overcomplicate this. You always, always, always have the opportunity to create new content, to redo your content as you get more experience, you learn about new tools and things like that. But I do encourage you to think about your student's experience. What do you want your student to feel? Where do you want them to look? How are they going to be absorbing this content? And how can you put it on the screen so that they are and remain interested? Is it something where you want to have transitions? So you start with your face talking and then you focus on your canvas or on your instrument or your hand positioning or whatever it is. And that's the idea of multiple scenes. So again, there are multiple ways of doing this. You can even have multiple scenes in OBS where first it's got mainly the focus on you and talking head as you're introducing to one that is focused on the instrument or on the canvas or on a piece of material that needs to be studied. And then you can flip the scene again to another layout, which allows you to have multiple scenes. And then in the editing phase, you take that time where you are flipping scenes on your screen and you condense it and you put in some kind of transition effect. Creating pre-recorded content for your students always needs to be focused on how does your student absorb this content? What is your student going to do with it? Keep your content concise, keep it on point, and keep it crisp. Make sure that it is so focused that even someone who is sitting full of distractions will be able to get what they need from it 
and be able to move forward with your program. Creating this pre-recorded content is a cornerstone of your online program. Having this content created in advance of your program launch is going to make it so much easier to sell the program because you know what you're selling. Creating your pre-recorded content is a requirement to your online programs. I don't know of any online group program in the arts and music space that doesn't use pre-recorded content. Pre-recorded content is your friend and it augments the value of your program. I sincerely believe that your program is going to be amazing. I know it. And even if your pre-recorded content feels a little bit less than when you first put it out, you can always go back and redo sections. That's the beauty of online programs is that they never have to be done, but they can be completed. And I think I'm going to stop this episode right now because I feel like I've rambled a little bit. I really want this to be tangible and valuable for you. Go start playing around with Camtasia and or OBS. Try them out. See how they feel. Let me know if you have any questions. And of course, make sure that you're creating the right program for the needs of your students. And reach out. I am happy to be in conversation with you. I will be back on the mic next week with a brand new episode.